Hello, family and friends. I'm honored today again to have Mr. Jackson Willem, all the way from Afghanistan slash New York slash Indiana, where his parents live, and he's uh, currently on uh, on leave. So really happy to have Jackson to talk about. We'd done a series a while back about living for Jesus in college, and so I thought, well, it'd be nice to talk about that, living for Jesus in the military. And there's a lot of similarities in a lot of ways. So we're happy to have Jackson here. And one of the things I was thinking about this morning, Jackson, was like, if you watch all these movies about the military and the wars, you see some common themes with drinking and cussing and debauchery and all that kind of thing. And so sounds like that's some of the similar things that you've seen. And But that same thing is in the world, right? No matter where yes. we are, we, see, we can either say yes or no to that. So, well, Father, we thank you that you speak through Jackson and I today. We thank you for his time, Father. Thank you for him sharing, Father what he's done to live for Jesus in the military. Thank you for blessing our time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Jax, I'll let you pick it up. All right. Thank you, Greg. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to talk about when I was in Afghanistan. So I was deployed from October 16, 2019, and I got back on the 26th of July, 2020. And that, those, that little 10-month span... Very interesting time. Afghanistan is a completely, like, the world outside of America is completely different to what we experience here. And I personally have never felt like a, I don't say like a danger, you know, here in America. I've never been, you know, just like actively like, oh, I could just die at any point. You know, I've never felt that in America. Mm -hmm. And over there where they shoot, you know, mortars at you and there's there's combat, there's warfare going on. It's it's a very interesting environment. And you kind of, you know, you learn to deal with it and cope with it. And people cope with it in different ways. I was perfectly fine just over there. You know, yeah, people are shooting at us, but hey, I have Psalm 91. I have people praying for me back home, mm -hmm. and I know God is here with me, and all I have to do is rely and trust on him that he will keep me safe. And, you know, the angels are encamped around you. There's a hedge Amen. of protection, all that. Yep. I was raised, you know, being taught that. And so for me, it wasn't very hard, but some of my friends, they did not have any way to keep, cope with that. And so that's kind of where I understood the importance of being a you know a christian and being around these people because they had no nowhere to look you know look towards no hope or anything like that and they kind of they kind of gravitated toward me towards me and it was kind of like i don't want to say a responsibility but it was very interesting to see you know what i could do to these like you know do to help these people and so i, I found myself just every morning praying like uh lord holy spirit help me say things to these people to help them understand you understand where i'm coming from and help me glorify you and put you in their lives. You know, help me Amen. be a channel is, is essentially what I was praying for, praying for wisdom and things to say. Cause I had, you know, I was very young in, you know, in, mm -hmm. in Christ at this point, you know, being yep. an actual believer, not just kind of, you know, faking it until I make it, you know, yep. like I did for so many years. So that was one challenge that I had to deal with. And so there was times all while we were in Afghanistan, you know, I almost got hit by a rocket or something like that. And it was kind of like, whoa, that's, you know, thank Jesus. I wasn't standing there or anything like that, you Amen. know. And so that happened to a couple of my other buddies almost got hit. And that totally, like, changed their thing. Like, one of my buddies, he he says he's a Christian now. And, I'm, you know, I'm still kind of, I don't want to say mentoring him. But, you know, I'm still helping him out, trying to, you know, put him on the right path, get him into church and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that totally changed his perspective. He was like an atheist, didn't want to believe in anything. And then after that, he was like, okay, maybe I should believe in God because I don't know where I'm going or anything Amen. like that. And so it, it, it kind of changes you in that sense. And so it was a very, I don't want to say a trying time. It's just a very interesting experience. And it kind of gets people to think about, you know, 
where they're going. And, you know, there was those thoughts, you know, when you first got there, it was like, do I really know where I'm going all this kind of stuff? But, you know, sometimes that's just Satan trying to get in your, in, in your mind, you know, yep. trying to mess with you and try and get you to question your, you know, your own, uh, you know, faith and, yep. right, and resolve. So that was something, you know, a lot of people had to battle with. And, you know, some people cope with it differently. When you get back home, from being in Afghanistan for so long, because there's you know there's plenty of different experiences. Like Donald Trump came out there, that was cool, and he talked to you about all kinds of different stuff, and you know he, that was kind of your little window. But looking back from Afghanistan on America, it seemed like the world was falling apart, you know, just because of you know that's that's the only news we heard from back back, you know, back home. You had mentioned uh, in between this uh, episodes about going to church overseas and having the availability and chaplains and that kind of thing. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Um, so, yeah, so going to church over there was very hard, especially once COVID-19 popped up because, you know, we saw it coming. And so they, they locked down everything pretty preemptively. So we got it, you know, we were locking down back in like, you know, early March. Okay. And they weren't letting anybody on base. But having the podcast and having the access to material that our church was putting out and then sitting there reading the Bible through, you know, Bible apps or just having a, an actual Bible in your hands. It was very good because a lot of times, you know, if we're working, you know, you're working 12 hour shifts, you can't go to church. Or we had this one guy who would use church and he would try and go to church when there was work that needed to be done. And, you know, people were kind of ostracizing him for it. And it's like, well, you know, you don't want to abandon your buddies. You don't want to do that. But he, not even a Christian, was using the church to kind of get out there. And that kind of made me upset. And so mm -hmm. I made sure whenever I did have free time, I was in the Word. And, you know, and people would ask me, hey, man, what you doing? Like, I'm reading my Bible. Come, you know, we can talk in a bit yeah. or something like that. You know, it's just kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, that you weren't being like the people that were, you know, I want to say, like defacing, you know, what, Taking the advantage, church, you're taking of, advantage of what the yeah. church, you know, it should yeah. be used for. You know, it should be a place of worship yeah. to go and get, you know, counseling and fellowship. And people were just using that to go get our work. And Jackson, you know, I'm going to take a little bunny trail here. Uh, <laughs> you had, uh, obviously, the Bible was a key part of your whole, you know, your relationship and growing in Christ. And that's a common theme for no matter what people are doing out there. So I hope people heard that. But I'm interested, you haven't talked about your background yet. You have a pastor, a pretty well-known pastor in the area and your family background, but yet you were still playing church like I did for 32 years. And I want you, to, at the close of this, just talk a little bit about how you can still have a family that preaches the Word of God. And, and you may, that doesn't mean that you've accepted Jesus until you make a personal yeah. commitment. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I go to church here at Oasis Church. And my family, we were in church since I was born. Uh, we went to Life in Abundance Church. And... We went there for 16 years, and then we came to Oasis Church. But I didn't really make that personal choice until I joined the Army, and I was kind of in the thick of it. But, it, I mean, it can be easy, you know, just hiding things from your parents because, you know, you're doing the same thing over and over, and you kind of get good at just, you know, oh, I can, you know, sing in church and sit there and kind of, like, you know, pass, you know sleep and do all this other stuff and act like you're reading your Bible and all this kind of stuff because I had never read the Bible maybe like in church, you know, a little bit, and, hey, turn to this verse or something like that. Mm -hmm. and you kind of sit there and read it. And then as soon as you go home on Sunday, you just blank out and go do something else. Don't remember anything. And you could do that for years. And I did it for years. And then I didn't really realize how important it was until I got out into the real world and 
realize that, you know, I have no control over anything, you know, because, yeah, if you're under your parents' roof, you can kind of control some stuff, like when mm-hmm. you go to school, you know, what kind of games you play, what your friends are, and all this kind of stuff. But when you go out and put yourself, especially in like a, a system like the military, where they tell you where to go, where to live, what to eat, and all this kind of stuff, what to wear, you know, you're like, I can't control anything. And that, that for me, got me to look and what can I change I can change myself who I believe in and what I'm you know what I'm going to believe in, what I'm going to have faith in and I kind of went back to what I've been told all these years you know have faith in God you know trust in God and he's got a plan for your life and you just need to do your part and then he'll take care of the rest and so I I'm now focusing on doing my part and doing what I can asking God and the Holy Spirit what I can do for the kingdom he'll take care of the rest and Amen. I have faith in that I mentioned your Great-grandfather's Great-grandfather, name. Gene Hayden. Pastor Gene Hayden mm-hmm. is very well known in, in Evansville, so I'm sure many of you either know Gene or have heard of Gene. So, well, if you would close us out in prayer. All right. Thank you, Father God, for giving us this, this word today. Thank you for just giving me the words to say. And, Father God, I just hope you allow this to, to speak to somebody, uh, have, help them have a change of heart. It may be difficult, you know. It, I I struggled with for the longest time to just kind of turn things over because, you know, I'm not the type of person to let things just, you know, happen to me. But some things will just happen to you and you need to do your part, change what you can change, change your heart, change your attitude towards the, the things that are going on and God will take care of the rest if you have faith in him and you trust him. We just thank you, Father God, for giving us that, that faith, that power, the tools, uh, your word to, to stand on and to combat the enemy. We just love and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Jackson. It's really been a been a privilege to have you. I love you and your family. It's been a blessing to our church. And I know your great-grandfather is very well-respected and has quite a story uh, of his own uh, in receiving Jesus. So, Well, folks, if you want to contact our ministry, and you can reach Jackson by contacting our ministry, we'll, we'll be glad to get you hooked up. But you can do so at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.